Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Put industry leading, difference making, and tomorrow shaping on your to-do list. Explore Deloitte technology careers at deloitte.com slash tech careers and engineer your future at Deloitte. BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CAPITAL200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It, it, I, don't, I, don't, I think it's just going to be It's going to be like NBA Jam. Welcome to C2CRadioShow.com. Corner to Corner is on the air. Just a couple minutes past 8.30 here on Sunday, May 3rd. It's myself, Stan Grubb. My tag partner, Brian Taylor, is here with us. What's up? What's up? What's up? As you can hear, we were going through the rundown for the potential roster for WWE Battlegrounds. In my opinion, I think this game looks like absolute crap, but... We'll talk about it a little bit more here. There's a lot to go through. We got Fast Eddie Lane on the ones and twos with us. Eddie, how are you, sir? Doing well. I wish you'd have known you were. I wish I'd have known you were going live. I'd have played the music on this side. Oh my god! <laughs> just... I, I asked Brian just a second ago. I'm like, oh crap! I didn't know what time it was. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't even. I didn't even get the old crap. Like he. I mean, I'm just talking, and it's like, <laughs> hey, welcome yeah, I know, everybody. I was just <laughs> Stan, would you like to go back and do a show open now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Here on the C2CRadioShow.com, we're live. And, of course, as you know, we simulcast. So we're going to go live here and be on ringside.com here in just a moment. Well, actually, we're already live, so tell you what I'm going to do. 
Uh, let me go ahead and do this right here, and the microphones are going to stay up, and I'm going to give you a live countdown lead-in, okay? Yes, sir. <laughs> Chaos! Chaos ensues, that's right. <laughs> it's a complete debacle! And quarter to quarter wrestling radio this time goes live again in five, four, three. It's Sunday night. It's 8.33. Do you know where your wrestling is? Welcome to Corner to Corner right here on BeyondRingside.com, C2CRadioShow.com. We're live. We're enjoying ourselves in quarantine madness. I want to thank all the beautiful, beautiful people during the month of April for checking us out on the website. Record traffic for us, Brian. I have never seen numbers like this in the entire time that we've been doing what we love. And uh, it's... I gotta be honest, it's actually kind of humbling to see some of these numbers. I, I definitely didn't expect it. Yeah, so let's just uh, let's let's do this the right way. Yes, sir. And say Shay Shay to all our good listeners over there in China. <laughs> and we are about to be joined by that's right, the other third of the corner to corner wrestling show. He is almost in in here. He is inbound. He is being beamed aboard as we speak. As soon as he picks up the phone. There he is. Rob Hefner. What up? What's up, sir? How are you? Good. How are you all? We are uh, living the dream. Thanking thanking the wonderful folks in the... In the wonderful, beautiful... Beautiful area of China for their dedication and visiting our site and enjoying our show. Ah, I agree. Curious. It's nice of them to peruse our site. I'm curious how they, you know, feel about us. But I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. Obviously, we're we're doing it right over in China. We're just like David Hasselhoff. They love us. They love us in Wuhan. They love us over there. Hasselhoff was big in Germany, not China. Well, I know. I didn't get to finish my comment. Calm down. He's a global sensation. We are international superstars. (laughs) We're not. Nobody cares about us on our home soil, but. (laughs) Right, right. Between between the the bright lights of uh, Orange County, Culpeper, and Fredericksburg, and then, of course, the beautiful, beautiful area in Alabama. We've got some followers. We've got some. We are, we are nobodies, but in China we are royalty. <laughs> we have action figures. We just don't know about it. We were somebody. You, damn it! <laughs> you are the Mugu to their Gaipan. Yes. Their Yin to their Aryang. Thank you for the Mushu. Is that, is so right? we'll see. <laughs> what would your what your what would your action figure look like in China? That's the question. Hmm. All right, that's a great question, Brian. Bald and fat. Bald and fat. <laughs> okay, Brian that's says. Yours. My, Brian says mine would be bald hair. and fat. Okay, Brian. Brian says that he has hair. Thanks for reminding me. And hey, hey, hey! Stop what you're doing. You're coming to the mic. I can't hear you. I'm never. I don't know what you. I don't know what you're doing, but I can't hear you. Well then. You just make sure I'm that saying it loudly and proudly. Stop playing with your toys. I know what you're doing. Stop playing with your toys. 
I'm not playing, man. It's not a phase, Brian. <laughs> Stop setting up your slam crates. <laughs> so we were, uh, we have been talking and speculating a little bit about uh, <laughs> WWE Battlegrounds. Uh, 2K is canceled. That's that's the word. That's what we've been told. That's what we're hearing now. 2K is officially canceled. There we go. A little bit better on the mic. And uh, now we're finding out that it's going to be WWE Battlegrounds. Kind of looks like uh, if you thought the WWE wrestlers and superstars were Oompa Loompas, what would it look like if they were in a fighting game? Judging from the responses. I can't hear you. Well, fabulous. What are you doing? <laughs> Apparently the audio is just being oh so kind. <clears throat> well, let's just try this. We'll just go back to that because that seems to be what's working. <laughs> we'll just go back to him playing with his toys in the corner. Yep. Just me. Just little old me. Or just mute, mute your mic and we'll go back to that one episode where me and Rob just ripped you a new one for two hours and you couldn't say nothing. Probably how we got 200,000. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. <laughs> that is absolutely not very nice. I think I think the beautiful folks over in Wuhan would say that Stan Grub number one. They would say that to all of us, I think. That well, we're all Stan Grub at some point. No, number one. No, no. Oh, oh, oh! I got you. I see what you're doing. I got what you're saying. Fine. So. Brian says that uh, my action finger figure <laughs> action finger would be uh, bald and fat, probably wearing a uh, t-shirt that's a size too small. Brian, what, little belly, what belly would, shirt. <laughs> Brian, what would yours look like? Would mine would mine actually have a beer in hand though? At least it'd be accurate. Uh, I don't know. Do you have one right now? I have a soda in hand one. today. Do what? I? I have a soda in hand today. Yeah, but do you have a beer? I have a beard. Did you trim it? In? <laughs> no, no. So it's wild and hairy? Wild and free, baby. Wild and free. Oh, my God. It'd be kind of like have... a bald Bigfoot. <laughs> bald, bald Bigfoot. <laughs> the missing link with a beard. Damn. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't judge action figures. I'm, I'm beyond that in my life. He's beyond that. And then, why don't you tell him which action figure you're you're over there posing? I actually, know which one. <clears throat> actually, I have I have got them as about as set up as they're going to be. Um, yeah, but you keep playing with the Alexa Bliss one. It's only because she asked me to. Yeah, see that's your problem. <laughs> you want an action figure yourself, sir? Action figure stands getting meet action figure. Your Alexa, <laughs> well, hello, Alexa to the Barbie <laughs> McDonald's in the Barbie Corvette. I wouldn't say He's that. going to pull out the Alex <laughs> Wright WCW one with the leather jacket that he always used to say with him. And the full head of yeah. hair. <laughs> Maybe rent out the Barbie dream house with the Barbie pool. Maybe the hot tub. Who knows? 
Depends on how much take time you have. Take her on vacation. Maybe you're an action figure perv. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yes, I'm a bliss fit. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. <clears throat> so, uh, gosh, what to talk about, what to talk about. So, lots of things going on. Interesting stuff. Crazy stuff. Controversial stuff. There's a lawsuit going on. Oh, my God. There's a lot of lawsuits. Going Another on. one. Vince is going Another to one. be one of those types of people that, if he ever doesn't see the inside of a courtroom, is <laughs> really going to be the question. Uh, class action lawsuit. This has been breaking news since actually Sunday of last week. It broke late late Sunday night. So here's the way it runs down. Now, we already know that Vince is being sued for breach of contract and wrongful termination of XFL Commissioner Oliver Luck. Then he's being sued for uh, apparently falsifying company documents, uh, false statements in regards to the status of company finance, and federal security laws um, violations. There's four different lawsuits going on, all of them classified as class action. Uh, Brian, you know, initially, I remember you saying it could happen. It could happen just like that. And we all were like, (laughs) you're on crack. (laughs) But, uh, hey, I guess the perfect storm just. You're missing one of the lawsuits, though. Talk to us. Remember, I, I posted in the chat just a few days ago. That apparently Vince is getting looked at for what happened in Saudi Arabia. Oh, yes, yes. There is even – that's right. A lot of these class action suits do mention the misleading statements that apparently Vince McMahon made in regards to the status of their deal with Saudi Arabia. But there is actually a specific class action lawsuit that is – exploring the possibility that that entire deal was set up under, believe it or not, less than on the up and up kind of means. <laughs> I don't believe that for a second. So, and then also there's a nice little rumor that apparently is making its way around that he may be looking at the Sell. Well, here's the question: Would would anyone have an interest in a Disney produced WWE? Yeah, but I don't think it'd be Disney. I think it'd be Fox and ESPN. Fox. Well, ESPN is Disney. Well, yeah. Okay, so Fox. I think it'll be Fox. And... Because yeah, because Disney couldn't Disney buy the money. Sport. Yeah, they'll use the Disney money. Well, I think what it's going to end up is, is hopefully, you know, I think what's going to happen is it's going to end up with they're going to, it'll be settled by Vince stepping aside, basically, and taking the fall, or someone in the company taking the fall, mm-hmm. and the company moving on by reorganization, like most big companies do when somebody does something, you know. They reorganize with somebody else at the helm um, or it falls under the, I still own a hundred percent of class A stock. So, haha, you know? Right. Well, and that's, and that's where it's so crazy because, 
you've got so many irons in the fire for this company. Where do they start? You would think that this is not the first time Fox would have a potential fateful decision to make towards WWE. Uh, we talked about it when they got the deal done initially, how Fox had walked out on Saturday night's main event and uh, subsequent programming back in the early 90s. Now, they have, of course, grown and acquired massive amounts of wealth. Now the question becomes, now the question becomes what happens next and, and who, who stands to profit from it? Well, I mean, I think what they'll do is they'll, even though it's probably in Luck's contract somewhere that it was, you know, hey, you go, you go, but they'll give him a settlement of some sort under the table. It'll be settled out of court. Guys, I'm going to be right um, back. You guys go ahead and talk amongst yourselves. I don't think <laughs> the one about Saudi Arabia, I don't think anybody has anything to stand on. I don't know what it's about. I don't know the particulars, but, you know. Well, part of it has to do with the report that the some of the wrestlers couldn't leave the country right at first. Um... And then, of course, I guess what uh, the WWE's side of it is everybody was able to get out and nobody was stuck, right? Right. And there were all the tweets from all the wrestlers that were like, I'm stuck here, can't get out, yada, yada, yada. And so that's, I guess, part of it also that... You know, there's enough uh, tweets and all going around that kind of contradict what Vince says. Well, I mean, I think it comes down to, I don't know. I mean, you knew there was going to be drama and fallout when you do business in Saudi Arabia anyway. And... Like what I heard was that he held it. He told everybody, "We're not performing because you haven't paid us." And then I heard, "Oh, everybody got back." But then it's funny how some people are like, "Well, I'm not coming back. I'm not back." But then Brock gets back. You know what I mean? Like, like some people didn't get back, but then Brock was there on Monday Night Raw, like the next night, like, "Hey, you mean on SmackDown?" Oh no, uh, uh, yeah, SmackDown. Yeah, according you know, so to some like, of them, some of them weren't allowed to leave the country. Um, according to one of the stories I read, either uh, Brock flew out with Vince or Brock chartered his own plane. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it was Heyman, Brock, and maybe Ric Flair got out. And now, whoever was with Vince, but a lot of them were stuck and couldn't leave. Why? Because the money thing. Because Vince pissed off the... Uh, Prince. Oh, and because he was trying to hold Prince, him up. Prince is like, aha. Yeah, well, the, I guess he was trying to hold the Prince up for more money. That's why they weren't going to do the show. So, see, I and heard then the something happened on paid. the way out. I'd heard that it was all over the, that the Prince hadn't paid for the show before. Like, he still hadn't paid for the Crown Jewel before, and then they were there to do it. And I'm like, well, what kind of business would be you would you would play hardball before you put your people on a plane and got them into another country, you know, like especially one that's a little bit less democratic than the one we have. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it's then I heard because I've heard class action lawsuits are flying for all kinds of companies. Like somebody was class action against something because of the virus that they couldn't go somewhere, you know, they couldn't do something or I don't know. Or right now you've got a situation where a lot of your states are either in the process of being sued by individuals or those looking to create a class action suit. Um, a lot of churches are actually creating class action suits against state governments for a number of different constitutional violations that have been put in place by some by certain states. Um of course, by the same token, if it's about the service, then do a drive-in or do live streaming. And then when everybody is safe again, we can start congregating in church. But that's, don't, yeah. that will be here for six hours on that, on that topic alone. But well, um, I mean, if, you look at, if you look at the WWE, if they're suing because they couldn't get out, like playing devil's advocate, the lawsuit would be, well, how'd they get out? You know what I mean? Like how they no, yeah, but that's not the point. It, it Vince creates the situation that basically gets them, for lack of a better term, kidnapped because they're restricted from leaving. Then Vince is at fault because they are. Con- it, uh, it's, do what? Actually, it is Vince and the WWE that yeah. would both be at fault in that circumstance, not just Vince yeah, because, and Tom. Yeah, because well. I, I guess because Vince is acting on behalf of the WWE, but I mean, you not only did you have talent, but you had green crews, you had uh, staff. I mean, you had a whole bunch that probably weren't allowed to get out at the same time. Yeah, well, I think it goes back to what I was saying before. Like it'll it'll all get wrapped up in some big settlement, and the WWE, it'll, the board of directors will then reorganize like a lot of big companies always do you know they get sued and they reorganize you know i don't think they'll go the route of declaring bankruptcy not to pay people but you know or they just keep them in they appeal it and they appeal it and they appeal it and they keep going until the ones who brought the lawsuit doesn't have anything to keep going for you know Yeah, right. but I mean that doesn't mean your company's still not going to suffer. Oh, I mean, the WWE and the is suffering. You drag it down is probably going to be worse. I mean, the WWE suffering anyway, just because of the lack of, like, of viewership. I don't know, <laughs> give a crap. No viewership. Um, Look at SmackDown's numbers from Friday. <laughs> well, I think the problem is just they've based everything on the audience, and now you don't have an audience, and. Instead of continuing to tell stories like you should at the beginning, they stopped and they played a, they did best of, and here's, oh, here's, we're going to replay you half the pay-per-view. and The holding pattern. Yeah, and so um, they're starting to tell stories again, but then again, it's like, um, like what's come out about Money in the Bank that's already filmed and both men and women are at the same time. Like, that's just weird. It's it's a huge huge mistake if you ask me. Why? Well, I mean, have them both going at the same time. You know it's going to be cinematic, which is okay. I'm all right with that. But the chaos. How are you going to keep an, inter, an 
an audience engaged with that moment. If you've got two separate, not just storylines, but multiple people involved in each cinematic match, and they're going on at the same time. What, you split screen? Uh, So what is that? Oh, go ahead, Eddie. Can I make a movie recommendation for you to watch when we're done with the show tonight? I, I want you to go, I want you to go back and watch the movie called It's a Mad 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 World. Is that mad one time or three times? Uh like six. It's a mad 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 world. Four. <laughs> <laughs> I want in that in that uh Mel what's his name? I think it might have I'm trying to remember. I thought it, I don't think it's Mel, Mel Brooks. Yeah. Uh, either that or it, the one that was inspired by it, courtesy of Hal Needham and Burt Reynolds, Cannonball Run. Oh, I love Cannonball Run. That's so how many How many are in each match? Six? Six. Yeah, I believe it's six. I don't know. I, I think if you... I think if you... I mean, it'd be curious to see, because, I mean, to me, this could be... Very interesting, but I think if you flashed it where you need to like pick up the action, where you need to pick up the action, I think you might be okay. Because I mean, I mean, it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. My thing is just I don't. It's it's. The thing that's got me going, eh, is the fact they're doing them both at the same time. So I'm like, how long is your pay-per-view going to be? You know, like. Well, I would think it'd be shorter now if yeah. you got the two main events running at the same time. Well, their pay-per-view yeah. typical runtime's what, three hours? Three hours and 30 minutes. Right. And so... meanwhile, the Performance Center, during the same time, they're going to have the other matches. So it's going to be. <laughs> well, let me give you this one to consider, if I could, gentlemen. When you've got. 12 individuals. Not everybody is going to be in the. And remember, this has been shot cinematic style. This right. is already in the can, so they're probably. They've already done the editing they need to edit. You can have different camera operators with different talent in different points of the building. If they all start in the main lobby and the melee begins down there, and remember that word for later. And I'm not referring to a certain doctor on Twitter, but when the melee starts in the in the lobby on the ground floor, you're going to have some going to one staircase, others going to another staircase because of the fire code that's involved. They're going to have multiple stairwells. The and elevators. The elevators are off limits. The way that it was explained, the elevators are off limit. So oh, you're taking the elevator, hit it to the top, and it hits the emergency button to stop it. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I, I think you'll probably get one person to cheat that way. It'll be the somebody will get left on the ground floor and just ride the elevator up. Is is Corbin I mean, I'm in looking this one? forward to it to see what it's about. That's the trick right there. You know it's going to be a cluster bleep. But by the same token, if they do this right and shoot it and edit it properly, it can be a beautiful cluster bleep. You know, so I... I the good thing, I guess, for me is I don't put any. I don't. I don't want to say faith. Um, I don't put any any value, I guess, right now in the WWE as far as like their main events. 
So I'm just watching it to watch it. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really invested, but in a couple of people. Um, so I think it'll be, I think it'll be kind of cool if they can capture the cinematic stuff that they need to. And I don't mind it runs the same time. I just, I just hope like Stan said, it doesn't get too chaotic and you, you just get too distracted by all the all the action that you actually miss something you shouldn't. Right. Oh, by the I way. mean, because in Money in the Bank, we're kind of used to action. Three or four people fighting anyway. Because there's always a big spot where somebody takes a 15-minute powder. Right. Right. So, but what I hope is you don't have, like, two women fighting down the hallway and then two guys fighting down the other in the hallway and there's this big you know pile up in the middle and then they start moving down and you miss something at one of the other ends so i'm just I hoping they have much people in the cubicle that are working <laughs> yeah that would be fun yeah what the hell and this is just a way for the this is just a way for vince to give the next real estate guy a heads up on the remodel <laughs> that, you know, I actually, I actually wouldn't be shocked if at the end the building came down. Oh, that'd be funny, right? Because we know he's moving, right? Right? We know the that they're moving offices, and I guess you know he's probably not too worried about the, the a lot of the crap there. that's in there. You know, so if they get all the all the collectibles and memorabilia and you know anything like that out and he was just like screw it let's just destroy this thing and bring it to the ground I mean, <laughs> I that mean, would be kind of a cool end we already know You're that just... he's in effort mode <laughs> yeah so <laughs> yeah that <laughs> the whole triple h thing on smackdown was an example of no one stopped Vince at Gorilla because he'd had a little bit too much to drink. Right? They're like, oh, we can't. Never mind. He didn't. We can't <laughs> tell him. No. Never mind. It's but sucked. You know? But <laughs> it, like, it reminds me, what this reminds me is of, like, what we used to do when we were younger. Mm-hmm. You know? Brian, when you moved out of that townhouse and when Stan and I moved out of the townhouse, like, what did we do? We fought our way through the, an empty building. <laughs> yeah, like it's just it's that that's what it's reminding me of. Like you know. But I'm still hoping for that one intern still working in the cubicle, you know, that comes smash. <laughs> like Nobody told me not to be here. <laughs> and somebody takes somebody goes into Vince's office. So who is who's in the men's edition? You have five already in place. Okay. Um Daniel Daniel Bryan. Um, Corbin, Otis, Ray Mysterio. Let's go, Otis. And um, also from Raw, Alistair Black. Apollo Cruz, whether the injury was storyline or whether it was legit, has been taken out of the graphics and off of the description, and they're going to have a gauntlet match tomorrow night to determine who is going to replace Apollo Cruz. And do we know who's in the gauntlet match? Have they um, announced that yet? Uh, Stan's favorite Brock, website actually Brock, listed. Brock. <laughs> Go ahead. Stan, Stan's favorite website actually ran that story about who was supposed to be in the gauntlet match. Ringside News? 
Oh, they're the best. <laughs> Lord's, I, I thought you. I thought your favorite website was Lords of Pain. Hey, that's my buddy Calvin. He went to a great site. Oh my God, really? Just smooching everybody's butt, huh? First in China, <clears throat> now it's Calvin. Um, they're one of our partners. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, <laughs> that's our buddy Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> How quickly you forget, sir. <laughs> I don't forget. <laughs> Maybe that's something you would have said. You should have said a commercial break there. <laughs> but So who's in it, Stan? Go. I know you got a one-touch button to it. I'm got pulling a direct it right link now. to it. So. <clears throat> Come on, man. Where is that at? Where is that at? Okay, so as Hello, uh, come on. As Eddie said, we got Daniel Bryan, Otis, Rey Mysterio, Alistair Black. Uh, did I say Corbin? I said Corbin. Uh, and we then were of kinda course, asking who's in the gauntlet match tomorrow. Yeah, yeah the gauntlet, yeah. Gauntlet we've match. already covered that one. Jeez. Pay attention, Jeez. man. A little bit late there. Jeez, so. a wage. <laughs> come on, Eddie, help me out. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying here. <laughs> Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute made slushy is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. <laughs> They're killing you can't me. They're die. Your health insured. Your life insured didn't pay it up. Oof. Oof. Um, All right, come on. Who's in? Who's in? I'm. It with it. What happened to my? They're stuck in their hunt. What the hell? The Germans Sorry, are related. I... Hi, how you doing? Sorry. One of sixteen languages I tell everybody I don't speak. <laughs> okay. Don't so... ask me. About... And Latin's a dead language anyway, so don't ask me about that. <laughs> All right, help me out because I'm yeah, not. Yeah, you got him distracted. He can't function anymore. I don't know, Stan. That's why I was asking you. So I'm don't looking. I can't help. I can't find it. It just says last chance gauntlet match. Oh, okay. Okay. Maybe it'll be uh, three unknown guys from NXT that lose to MVP. <laughs> That's conceivable. All right, so yeah, this yeah, portion of the show is brought to you by that made for great radio. <laughs> We're here to uh, just flop all over the place. The letter C. <laughs> this portion was brought to you by the Flopping Fish Company. Womp 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 womp. And by the way, that was Dan flopping, not the rest of us. Pretty Flailing, flailing miserably. <clears throat> hey, what what did y'all think of the, the Manitoba melee? <laughs> I loved uh, it. Only one thing wrong. What was that? After it wrapped up and they cut back over to broadcast position, I would have been on the. I would probably still be on the floor laughing if Chris Jericho would have gone straight to camera. We have a Hulk. Mm. 
that would have been great. <laughs> I mean, yeah. grant, granted, was that Lou Ferrigno with a taser? But if Jericho would have just popped off and said, We have a Hulk. That would have been gold. <laughs> See? That would have been comedy gold. I just thought about that a minute ago. Here's here's my question. I think you're right. With it's with, kind of like with uh, it's kind of like with the opening segment of Raw, when you had the uh, the VIP lounge with MVP and you had Cruz and Black and Mysterio in the ring, um, being interviewed, and then all of a sudden here comes um the MVP of Raw. God, still just an awesome woman, Selena Vega, as well as her charges. The first before they even opened their mouth. Teddy Long should have snuck in from the sideline and, and just spoiled it and went. I'm going to make this a six-man tag team match. That would have been just, I would have been glued to the TV set for the rest of the night. With the Undertaker. The, melee, the Manitoba Melee, awesome. We got a six-man tag team match, player, player. I tried to find player, player, and I couldn't find it in time. So Did we, you hear Chris Jericho call out, uh, give a shout-out to Xavier Woods? Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty awesome, actually. During the uh, Cody Rhodes-Darby Allen match when he was yeah. talking about of Cody being a former amateur wrestler and defeating Austin Watson. And then making fun of Cody. like, Oh, no, that was the podcast when he was on Chris Jericho. They were saying how Xavier was saying how Cody then made fun of him in front of his girlfriend like later on. Oh. <laughs> All right, so here's another question. Okay. So... I read off of Bleaker. Congratulations. Shut up. I read off of Bleaker. <laughs> Big words. The, the writer of this particular article thought that was the best show of the uh, no fan air. I guess that I can call it that. The Rona of any, any federation right now. That, that, that was the best. Hmm. And who is this? Off of Bleacher Report. Okay, I will offer up last Monday night's Raw in a tie hmm. for AEW this week as the two best shows of the Rona Boner era. All right, let's, hmm. let's, let's go around the horn on this. Rob, what do you think? I think what made that show good to me that I liked was Jericho's commentary. It was just his like, you know what? We're going to do his, this thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I thought the matches were good. I didn't understand the whole throw in the towel at the end. when then they, he just turned around and lost in three second, three minutes anyway. That was Rocky three, uh, excuse me, Rocky four with Apollo Creed and Yvonne Drago. You know, that, that was the biggest thing. Like what? But, um, I don't know. I mean, I saw Raw. I, I, I think that now that I think that WWE now, once they've gotten the, the, their footing and they're kind of getting the grasp of this whole no fan thing, you know, it's forcing them to do what many fans have asked for them for years to do is more wrestling, less talking. Mm-hmm. You know, granted, I don't understand why they keep bringing enhancement talent in when they have tons of wrestlers that they could they could wrestle especially since a lot of the enhancement talent is NXT people that they're like hey come on Raw we're going to squash you same reason uh, Impact couldn't bring in Jordan Grace and Tessa Blanchard travel restrictions yeah. well yeah a lot of them are simply staying home right 
Yeah, I know a lot, but so like, I mean, I think for what they've got, I would give AEW show last week good marks, and so I just haven't seen a full dynamite in a little while. So or Raw to compare, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I kind of see bits and pieces of dynamite, and then I see bits and pieces of raw that I'm not fast forwarding or, <laughs> or when I'm paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's a, that's a good example of Rob bringing up that there are some fans right now that will watch when something catches their attention, but otherwise there's a lot of other things going on, which is part of the reason we've seen ratings decline the way we have. Well, and I think a lot of people are just stopped. Like the ratings have declined just because people are like, it's like any sporting event, you know, mm-hmm. like NASCAR is doing the eye racing. Well, there are people watching, but there's not everybody watching because it's like not what they want to see. You know, people tune in to watch wrestling, to watch the live events and the crowd reactions. And then, you know what I mean? You so, know, NASCAR is back in two weeks, right? Amen. Darlington twice. I'm excited. Yeah. All the, all the way to Charlotte in the Coke 600. Did you see where Denny Hamlin did his live thing today? Packing up all the <coughs> controls? Excuse me. Because uh. last week he was racing Talladega on the iRacing. Right. And his little and his daughter ran in the room to say, Daddy, Daddy. And she stepped on the remote and turned the TV off. No, she <laughs> had the remote in her hand. Yeah, she turned it off and he, he, he wrecked. Oh. Yeah, he oh. lost his mind. That's awesome. Brian, let's go over to you. You've you've seen some of Raw. You've been pretty well, I would say, dedicated with Dynamite. Which is it for you? Was it is it a clearly the best one they've done so far? Is Raw competing? What do you think? I mean, <coughs> I will have to say I did watch part of Raw, mm-hmm. but fell off after a certain time. Mm. And didn't pay any attention, any more attention to it. Whereas I do watch Dynamite, um, pretty much the whole thing. I just don't. I, I mean, I guess part of it was probably the best they've put on. Mm-hmm. But um, I can't say the whole show was the best. Um. So, I mean, I do think AEW's handled this better. Mm-hmm. But then again, I'm not going to say that their whole, all their shows throughout this entire thing have been better than what the WWE's put on. But I do think they've handled it better. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, it was just a question. I didn't I didn't necessarily think, you know, it was the best, but... Um, I just threw it out there. See what y'all thought. Yeah, <clears throat> Eddie, what do you, what do you got? Dynamite has definitely been surging, and they've been doing very very well with what they're doing in a presentation. Where does that stand with you? Okay, Dynamite has been consistent as for the party atmosphere with the uh, locker room talent, heels and faces and tweeners having been out there on different sides of the ring, and not with the exception of Britt Baker and her shoe. 
not taking away from the match inside the ring, I think that has been a desperately needed extra that the WWE should copy AEW on. A, um, WWE's presentation, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, has been sterile, like mm-hmm. a operating room sterile because of the fact that you have no extraneous noise. SmackDown's announced team has carried the load better than Raw's announced team has, even with the much-needed addition of Samoa Joe. Thank God he's back in the booth. Yes, but... Now I will agree. I like the... I like the... the a, that's one thing I, I do like about AEW every week is how they have the locker room in the crowd because it puts a different atmosphere there because it changes it up, too. And I think yeah. WWE could do that, but... <clears throat> They got too many ladders. Yeah, really. And the ladders don't pay money to get in, and they don't cheer or boo. They don't. They don't share heat. They draw heat. Um, but the fact of the matter stands. Um, the Raw announced team, the primary two, remind me of a pre-recorded message when I'm calling Spectrum to complain about my internet speed. Thank you for calling Spectrum. We're sorry. You're, you're, we're sorry. Our service sucks. Please hold it, and we'll piss you off that much more later. Um, now, the Zelina Vega edition, uh, not this past Monday, but the Monday before, that episode of Raw was a major resurgence for Raw. Start to finish, good flow. This past week, not quite as much. But AEW has been more consistent in trying to provide people with uplifting, entertaining, fun product. With well, the continuation of their storylines, you know, like they they kept going when WWE kind of stopped. Like, what? Okay, what? What? Um, how do we do this without people? You know, like um, you know that could change as early as next week, right? Oh yeah, no, yeah. You, well, right. I think both of them are going to start doing live shows again here within a week or two. No, actually, that's not where I was going. Stan, oh. you, y'all, I know y'all haven't covered the story yet. Do you mind if I do this one? Go for it. Well, hold on. First, first, okay. let me just say Please? that Britt Baker is ah, turning into a superstar. Yes. During this uh, fanless era. They have done a tour a of her great, office. Yes. That, that was so masterfully done. Rebel there just adds more oh. to the presentation. Jesus. And it sets Speaking up potential that, feud going forward. Speaking of that, did you catch the little Easter egg with Rebel? Yeah, with her where name on she her. turned around and she had her name <clears throat> on her butt. On her butt, yes. I guess she had one of her shirts tied around the backside. Yeah. So that when she turned, it said "Rebel," and I was like, "That is that's that's a pretty good little Easter egg." If mm-hmm. you don't pick up on it. Oh, that was, yeah, and she's still beautiful and has. I mean, she still has a great verbal. I'm not going to use another term, but she's actually still very good in her verbal delivery. Mm-hmm. But hopefully we'll get more Rebel too. I like Rebel. But I agree with your statement. Um, Britt Baker, this past Wednesday night, that was my moment that won the week. More so than the Manitoba Melee. Because and the Photoshop stuff with Shivani, I loved it. The way that oh she just God, carried yeah. herself was just condescending. was just beautiful. She was condescending without being whiny. But the story was released two days ago. Laura 
Governor Ron DeSantis. Here we go again. I get to talk about DeSantis in a good way. Uh Uh-oh. Well, remember, he was the one who put out the declaration that sports and entertainment franchises, which everybody wanted to say, WWE. No, it's not just WWE because UFC made a beeline for the Daily Center in Jacksonville. And so is AEW. And so is MLW. And so is Impact. But Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and his reopen Florida task force have issued a three-phased plan to reopen the state. This, of course, according to WPLG Local 10. Phase one begins tomorrow for much of Florida, with the exception of Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. The plan for phase one states that people are encouraged to not gather in groups larger than 10 and employers should consider continue blah, blah, blah. However, large spec, this is a quote, Large spectator sporting events should use strict social distancing guidelines and limit occupancy of venues to 25% of building capacity. Effective tomorrow, WWE and any other company that operates in the state of Florida can have live audiences. It's going to be sporadic. They've got to be spread out six to ten feet. 25% capacity. But as of tomorrow, Florida. You know, those tickets are going to be expensive. (laughs) Okay. Everybody's got ringside. (laughs) If Dynamite heads to Florida for a live event, I'll pay 100 bucks to sit on that front row or second row. I don't care. I'll wear a mask. I'll wear gloves. I'll wear an apron, PPE, and a chef's hat. We're going to hand out AEW masks. I... Think though that they've both said the WWE and AEW said that they're within a week or two. I think Raw or not Raw, but WWE will be first, and then AEW. So I think by next week they'll both be live. I think they've already come out and said that because AEW's got uh, what is it dailies or whatever. Yeah, the same place UFC two forty nine is going to be next weekend. Yep. Yep. Better so as soon, as, it, you know, as, soon as they can get the stuff set up, they're good to go. I want AEW to seriously consider uh, marketing or producing and marketing a Dr. Britt Baker DMD full smile face mask. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Is that and hey, I just thought hey, let's let's look at the contrast, though, between... Isaac Yankum DDS and Britt Baker DDS. I uh, am. Um, that's DMD. DMD. Or DMD. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, she's got all her teeth. You know, they're they're bright and white. And then Yankum. Looked like he had a few of them yanked. Yeah. <laughs> well, I kind of think that's what they were going for back then. Yep. Was the psycho scary dentist not? Hey, look at but this yeah, thing in Brit Florida. Is, that... I mean, did we not see Brit when she had her nose caved in? Yeah, that was nasty. So you're you're, you're comparing the nose to Kane. <laughs> well, yeah, but he wasn't Kane. He was Doctor Isaac Jacob DDS. Yeah, they were different. I mean, I, I mean, to me, the the nose is not quite the Becky Lynch moment, but I think it helped her so much. 
when she was just like rubbing her face with the blood and all that. Yeah. It was great. Let's just hope that she continues to improve in the ring. Uh, I, I think I think I think the competition she's had lately. I think they've learned not to put her with so many people. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. to help her grow. So, and that's what I've said for a while. She needs the right talent to help her grow. <clears throat> when her vignettes and her wrestling meets. When she gets to that same level, that's going to be a beautiful thing. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. I cannot wait. I, I can't believe I said I'm saying this either. Because I was against her at first. When this whole thing started and she was just like, you know, poop in the bed. And now flash forward, what, six, seven, eight months? Mm, not like even that. She's really good. It's just, it's a matter of, I, I would agree with you, the right dance partner, somebody that she can get in there and really shine with, but I also feel like with what she's doing with these, like the Photoshop, the flow chart, all those things, that she's finally seeing some, okay, I can relax, I can do this, I can change it up a little bit. It's like somebody, somebody's finally giving her some guidance, whether it's her boyfriend or it's Cody or whoever, somebody's finally giving her some guidance that's really helping. can we give a shout out to John Moxley and the cameo on WWE backstage (laughs) (laughs) and that thus uh, put Renee in trouble with WWE because he was on a WWE program which I mean is just the absolute stupidest thing ever he should he almost face. keep doing it and try and get her fired. <laughs> but his face then was she funny. Goes he came in, he's like, whoops. <laughs> his face was like, oh. And she was like, this is real life, folks. Is that the one with the cat? The little, um, the little pug dog or whatever, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. he, um, he did an interview and he said he got multiple calls and texts as soon as it happened, telling him that Renee was in deep shit, <clears throat> deep trouble. Well, I, I, I mean, did did Nikki Cross get in trouble when uh, Ariel Monroe was on one of hers? That just happened maybe two and a half weeks ago, three weeks. Big Swallow was on that long ago. Yeah, so Nikki Cross was doing a live podcast and. One of the people on the show was Errol Monroe. Hmm. Well, then I saw where they they apologized to, like, WWE apologized to Britt Baker. That was brought mm-hmm. out this week that back during, um, like, one of the NXT shows, they showed her on TV and Triple H called her and said, hey, I'm sorry, and told her backstage, hey, I'm sorry, we didn't mean to do that. <laughs> We didn't get, hope we didn't get you in trouble. Well, but now I, I he may not have had anything to do with it, but somebody did because apparently they moved her from behind the camera where right. there was no shot of her getting caught to where she was in direct view of the camera. 
Right, because so, at one point Stephanie tells her, hey, this is where family and friends are sitting, puts them all over there. And then at another part of the show before, of course, this is before the Undisputed Era War Games match. Hey, let's move you over here. <laughs> Gee, yeah. I wonder why we would do... Oh, hey, it's Britt Baker. How can we never get moved? You know what I mean? Like, can you move me to put me on TV? You know, like, hey, you don't want that weirdo behind the announcers, the whole pay-per-view, you know? Right. I've been moved at a football game once, but I was as lucky as I ever got. I don't think I've ever Uh, been moved at a show, except maybe out the door. Well, I did learn that at WWE SmackDown, like on the hard camera side, they do have seat fillers. Yeah. Like if certain people get up, they'll move people around. Because I saw a couple people in front of me get up and go to the concession stand while they were gone. The WWE guy, the guy in the WWE shirt brought these other people to sit down in their seat. Uh, Raw in D.C. before uh, COVID-19 became a problem. <clears throat> had that going on as well. There were production staff right at the uh, hard cam level, and when they would see people moving, they would radio, and then you'd see security escort other people to those seats. Yeah. Hey, that Brian. Weird. <clears throat> Brian. Yeah. Do you, do you ever remember getting an invite to that raw? Oh, bored. Uh, no. I know. Uh, let Let me undercut by using a very abstract. Hashtag NASF and second one. Hi, Steve. How you doing? Long time no see, and I had nothing to do with that conversation. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I will tell you off air. Were you a seat filler, Eddie? <laughs> I'm gonna go outside. And, I'm gonna go outside and smoke a cigarette now. Bye. <laughs> At one point, Eddie's got like a. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there's nothing to, nothing against it. I think if they approached me and said, "Hey, we're gonna put you here." But then we may need you to move. I would be okay with it as well. I think I, w- I would have no problem doing that. I mean, so that's your sport- job for the night, is to fill seats. All sporting places yeah. do it. I mean, like, when no, you watch TV shows, you know? They do it at the Oscars, the Grammys, the AVN Porn Awards, and Vegas. Oh, no. I was going to go smoke Eddie. Eddie. Um, wait a moment. <clears throat> now you must share. <laughs> Y'all didn't get the invite. Well, I guess y'all didn't get the invite. Y'all should have gotten the invite. I mean, I sent one to all three. I swear I did. I'm not. I'm not filling those seats. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> they give you seat yeah. cover. Oh, oh, oh. Steve still had nothing well. to do with that conversation. He was in the splash zone. He can't talk about it. <laughs> No, the only time I'm ever in a splash zone is if I'm at Alabama Adventure Water Park or at a Gallagher concert. Gallagher. Is he still yeah. performing? Yes. As a matter of fact, Leo does perform every once in a while. Hmm. And he's a great follow on social media, especially on Facebook. Maybe they could have him go to WWE headquarters and start smashing melons. Yeah, I think he and Vince would have a difference of opinion about what kind of melons to smash. Like I said, you go out there and start smashing some melons. I didn't say which ones. And some melons... You can hear Jerry Lawler now going crazy. 
melons. Some melons take more of a smash than others. Oh. Depends on, depends on what doctor did the installation. Right, Charlotte? Oh. Wow. Jeez. Jeez. Wow. So, guys, we got, uh, we got some cool stuff that has been uh, happening around us. You know, Becky Lynch has a uh, upcoming shot in a uh, <clears throat> or <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, the, she is going to be a, up for a away. role in Mar- in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in a movie role. She's guest starring in the Showtime series Billions, and apparently is expecting to be on a magazine cover. Have they said what movie? Not yet. Not yet. Mm. Hmm. I'm trying to think so redhead. Do we foresee the, so we don't foresee her dropping the title soon, I guess? Taking a leave of absence? I, I think she should so. just come in the ring and be like, you know what? I've been the man. No one can beat me. Here, you all have some fun. I'm going. No, it'd have to be an injury, though, for her to be out for any length of time. Well, I just told her, she just comes in and says, you know what, I've been the man, you couldn't beat me, I'm going to go find somebody else to fight, and drops the title in the ring and walks away. My money would be they'd put her in a match with Nia Jax. That's believable. Just have Nia knock her out. Yeah. (laughs) Since they're making her this unbeatable force, you know. Do you think maybe an X-Men? That'd be cool. Hmm. I could see her as like a redhead. I mean, there is a redhead. Mm. And they're, they're talking about the reboot. Mm. Hmm. What about hmm. Red Sonya? That's a good one. No, get yeah. out of here. That's not a Marvel product? Uh, I don't know if that's Marvel. The they... original might have, but... I the only thing I remember of Red Sonya is this weird dude walking around at Comic-Con with this woman like, this is Red Sonya. <laughs> well, hello there, Sonya. Let's <laughs> <clears throat> see here. So it would be one that is not coming out. All right, I'm gonna, y'all keep going. I'm going I'm to check this out. I'm going to see if we can't pin this down. Well, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is in production. Well, supposed to be in production soon. Um, I don't. I don't know... There's still a plan for Captain Marvel 2. Supposedly, she read for a role in that. That was That's the leading rumor. But I hadn't, honestly, I hadn't thought about X-Men or Fantastic Four, for that matter. Mm, I don't see where she'd fit the Fantastic Four. I guess it would depend on what the story was. Mm-hmm. But I don't see the Fantastic Four. Yeah, and they haven't, they haven't, like... Concrete said that they're going to redo it, you know? Like, they just have it in their thing so they can put them in the Marvel Universe. They haven't said outright that they're going to be like, yes. But I think that's why this whole epidemic, like, this is the first, this was the first April that they didn't have an Avengers coming out, you know? Or a big Marvel movie. I was lost. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, With all of this crap with Corona, it's made everything that we normally expect not happen. So, like, sports are all in a holding pattern, and you've got 
all these other things that are in a holding pattern and movies yeah. aren't coming out on time. What was the Fast Fast Nine or Fast and Furious Nine got delayed? Um, pretty Did much you a- see where? Sorry to cut you off. You're fine. Did you see where all the theaters are saying that they're not going to have AMC and Regal and the International Association of Movie Theaters are all saying they're not going to play any Universal movies anymore? That's an absolute debacle. What what kind of stupidity is that? Here we are. Because they said because they released it, they released Trolls on Demand without going to the theater, that they're not going to do it. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, that's uh, ultimately it hurts them. Yeah, exactly. Because Universal has a way to distribute them and make the money. They continue to do it and they'll make money. Um, They may not make as much, but they'll make money. Actually, I have to cut in for a second, Rob. Um, Actually, a representative from Regal Cinemas put out a statement on April 30th, and this is courtesy of comicbook.com. Charlie Ridgely reporting. Regal will not be joining that boycott. Because Regal knows where the money is. AMC's already going out of business. Isn't Cinemark the parent company for AMC? Yeah, and they're in financial trouble. Yeah. And AMC is one of those companies that all the articles say may not come back after this thing gets done. But, But I just think it's like, you know, Universal's like, hey, we have this movie, let's put it out because people can't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then people are like, well, we didn't get to make any money off of that, so boo. <laughs> 100 million in two weeks, I think, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. What, that they lost? That they made, that um, oh. Universal made by going VOD. That, it was that would crazy shock me. Yeah. yeah. I mean. I'm I'm uh, I'm a little upset that like uh, Disney and Warner Brothers haven't put out, um, you know what uh, I think it was Black Widow and Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. I think they made a boatload of money. I think they'll probably make more in the theater. But yep, I mean I but yeah. it still would probably have been a very large number, especially those two. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't put like Disney at first. They they threw, you know, onward had already come out, and then like, hey, we're going to release it on demand. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to release it for digital sale, as you know, and then we're going to put it on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. I was expecting them to do more on Disney Plus, but like, hey, you know what? Hey, let's go. We're going to put this on there. You know, yeah. um, what? I think Disney screwed up with what they did with digital and Disney Plus because wasn't onward. One of them they gave away for free. Onward, yeah. And then they, yeah, and then they turned around like a few days later and was like, "Uh, no, we're gonna charge you now." So, I think somebody screwed it up. Well, they tried to do that with Frozen too, and then they went ahead and put it on there early and just left it free. <clears throat> and yeah. there's there's a lot of these businesses that, like you said, Warner Brothers, and they could have honestly, especially right now, been making money to VOD, but at the same time, imagine what that would have done for the community appeal. They could have done it. Go ahead. Oh, so in my opinion, if you take the big blockbusters, right, Mm -hmm. and I understand that the reason you're going to make more money in the theater is because you're trying to get a dollar from everybody that comes in, 
right? And you don't know how many people are sitting at home, right? But you could have told me, I'm going to charge you 25 bucks to watch this digital version of Wonder Woman or Black Widow because I don't know how many people you're inviting to your house to watch it. And I would have paid 25, 30 bucks mm-hmm. just to watch it digitally, knowing that I would still I would have to buy the DVD somewhere down the line. Or, you understand what I'm saying? Right. And they would have made a boatload of money. Right. Or they release it on demand, you know, the video, like they did Trolls. And then who, who of us would not just still go see it in a theater because – those are the couple movies you want to see on the theater. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Like you'd go see a Marvel movie on demand, but then you'd go see it at the theater with the graphics and the sound and everything again. Um, but, you know, it's like even if not the big ones, like, you know, they've got hundreds of movies sitting there. They're like, all right, we're going to wait on this one, this one or this one. They could they say, you know what? OK, um, maybe not Wonder Woman, but let's take this one. You know, Doctor Strange or Black Adam or something. Be like, pew, here you go. You know, um, a less like you know one of the ones that's like, hey, here, boom. Um, that's what I'd like to see, but alas, it won't happen. Well, Solo's still on Netflix. It's not even on Disney Plus yet. So Disney has all the all the Star Wars movies, but uh, apparently they just can't seem to get their act together. And happy, well, I, happy I don't May know if, tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know if the, the contracts run out all the way with Netflix yet. No, far from it. Yeah, I think they've still got a while to go. Well, it's yeah. like Netflix with Friends. You know, mm-hmm. all ten seasons was on, were on Netflix, and now they're not. Well, that's because. NBC was sitting back going, <laughs> we're going to do our own thing, <laughs> you know, because they're bringing out the Peacock. Well, and Friends is going to be on HBO, HBO Max Ma- that they're bringing out. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Friends is going to be on HBO Max, which is already being previewed for, what is it, May 21st? Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's 21st or 24th, and they've reduced their prices to compete with it was 14 something now it's 11 something for like oh, an introductory taxes. first year <laughs> no i mean this is like what netflix is yeah plus uh speaking of hbo max uh i just saw a trailer for lovecraft uh-huh. um Crap, I forget what the second part of the title was. Um, which looks to be a very Stephen King kind of show, like a weird monster show, but it looks incredible. So y'all should check out the trailer for that. I want to check out that show on Amazon, Upload. Mm. It's like The Afterlife. It's got mm-hmm. Stephen Amell's brother in it. Oh, yeah. Code 8 is actually pretty good also. Code 8 is on Netflix. That's got Steven and Robbie Amell. And it's about, um, I guess it's, I guess they're mutants. I, it, it doesn't, I don't know if it really describes how they get their powers, but they they have enhanced people that are, like, oppressed because 
suddenly they hate people with superpowers. It's actually a really cool movie, but um, that one was pretty good. Code 8 is definitely worth looking into. Well, since we're on superheroes, we should also mention Arrow Season 8 is out. Mm-hmm. Ten. And, no, eight. And the DVD comes with Crisis on the Infinite Earth. It's season 10. No, no it's season not. Eight. It's eight. Oh. Eight. Say it, Rob. Eight. But it's the only, only the Blu-ray, though. Yes. Only. Well, yeah, only the Blu-ray has the disc. Mm-hmm. And it's a limited time, too. So if Which you miss I bought it, today. You miss it. Oh, good for you. Yeah, I'm gonna pick mine up this week at Target. <laughs> and because I'm and, fancy, I don't eat, I don't shop at Target. <laughs> if you get the code out of the Blu-ray, which apparently they're only coming in the Blu-ray boxes for the seasons, and then you go put it in at wherever it tells you to, it will show up on your Voodoo account. Nice. Does the bonus so I have error? Nah, no, don't think so. I have to keep looking. I have to. I, I looked on my iPad and didn't see it, but that doesn't mean that it's not in there somewhere. Well, Fandango is in the process of acquiring Voodoo. So, if you have a Fandango account, apparently they're going to be migrating your subscription of voodoo so like i know brian you've got almost 100 movies on yours i got it oh no 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 no. thanks to the federal government and the covid uh stimulus check we are now (laughs) looking at about uh 220 yeah i i I, I believe you (laughs) but uh they're gonna be migrating it over to fandango so if you had any purchases on fandango um they only started they only started delivering theirs just recently yeah, I don't think I have anything on Fandango yet. I have it on so, Voodoo. Yeah, I, I wish I'd have known about this years ago and didn't throw all those codes away or let them expire. Right? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, somebody somebody was kind enough to give what, probably 40 of them to a good friend of his. <laughs> <laughs> to include to include a lot of the Marvel ones. Yeah, Brian, you, you hooked me up with quite a few of them. Hopefully he's <laughs> now I can't them. get on Voodoo. Thanks to Disney Plus. <laughs> at least you got Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah. well, at least I got the Aven- the last two Avengers on there. I think that's pretty much about it. <laughs> oh, and like the first the first two Hulks. I did. I, yeah, the first two Hulks are on there. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Ghost Rider. Yeah, the oddball ones. Yeah, all the really good ones though. My friend. Has ones on Disney's like account. yeah, whatever. <laughs> Gentlemen, if I may, for the record. According to www.peacocktv.com, the Peacock streaming service will be kicking off in July at this point, and they've said it very clearly on their website. The best part is, direct quote, it's free as a bird. Watch thousands of hours, always available for free, or upgrade to a premium plan for only $4.99 per month. That's not bad. So I'll have to get that. I bet you the free, you're going to have to watch commercials. Probably. Yeah, you watch them anyway. Or you'll get the first ten episodes of a season and not the last two. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's... What happened with the cliffhanger? But I know uh, uh, HBO Max, uh, 
once you subscribe, you can get uh, what is it, HBO Now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get that included in your subscription. Um, sure. Sorry, the dogs <laughs> <That's> <laughs> are attacking right. each other. Mine went miss. My cat went missing earlier. That's why I had to put the headset down. We couldn't find the damn damn thing. Oh, we had that happen. Yeah, we finally found him. But yeah, we heard the we heard the silverware on the plate too. So, <laughs> I was hungry. Yeah, we heard it. Would you eat a burrito, burrito, buddy? No, uh, no, it was no. Well, at least he didn't talk while he was eating like you did a couple minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Do what? <laughs> at least he didn't eat while he was talking like you did a couple minutes ago. No, I didn't. Yeah, well, I just had. I was eating a Cheeto. So I had it mushed in the side of my mouth. I did the best I could. He's like, it's been sitting here since I started. I got to swallow. Got to have the damn Cheeto. I did the best I could. Okay. So. Let me ask, y'all were mentioning Corona, and I know that y'all are based out of Virginia. Yes. Um, yes. As far as I'm allowed to tell people for the FBI Witness Protection Program, yes. So now, unless you're the governor of Virginia, then you can live in North Carolina. It's okay. Right. And go to the beach. You can fly. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, you can violate two state stay-at-home orders <laughs> <laughs> and FAA regulations, but that's okay. You're yeah, the I, I know. Wait, Lord, well, let's see. We know a president or an ex-president that went to play golf in a closed course. Uh, we know of a um, prolific mayor who got her hair deep because she's the face of a city. But when are regular citizens, are they, have they given any clue in Virginia as to when um, things are going to start reverting back to uh, open stage? Mm. Uh, Last I heard, they... t- they've talked about doing a phase thing. Yeah. yeah. Based on the, the results and the caseload in different areas. Right. Like far southwest Virginia, very rural, near Kentucky. They're talking about that'll be like... You know, they don't have many cases down there, but where we're at, we're, we're right on the fringe of the epicenter of Northern Virginia. Um, but it also, they also said it's something like they want to be able to do 10,000 tests a day. And they're like several thousand away from being able to hit that mark. Mm-hmm. So they say it could be weeks or months till they hit that mark. So, um, but, but I we have think that grassroots so, group trying to, like, you know. Some yeah. restrictions are getting lifted soon, though. Yeah, like doctor's offices, elective surgeries, mm-hmm. dentist offices, those things you can do as of, I think, next week. Monday, yeah. Yeah, yeah you can go to doctor's appointments and stuff like that. Like, That's my not. son's orthodontist, basically what they've said is the only one allowed in the building is the patient. And... Um, like everybody else, stay out in the car. Offer not valid if you're an 18 year old girl with 40 double D breasts. Damn. Then you must. Then you must have a camera going the entire time for evidence. <laughs> Wait, hey, you know, I mean, first the AVNs. Now we're talking about double Ds. Oops. Wow, buddy. <laughs> Look, I'm 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 stuck in Podunk Hell in Alabama, courtesy of as a good friend of mine in radio refers to her as Governor Granny Clampett. Which is a a complete and total overreach because at least Granny Clampett, as played by the amazingly talented Irene Ryan, God rest her soul, Granny Clampett had charisma. (laughs) Charisma. Something that our governor. Charisma. So, but. uh, Our beaches are open, but I can't get a haircut. 
Yeah. Well, I, well, I, I saw Georgia's going to start lifting around here soon, too. Yeah. they a couple weeks. Their expectation is June at the latest to start opening up like tattoo parlors, beauty salons, barbershops. Um, there's another type of business. I just can't think of it. Um, but that's supposed to be spas. by spots. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's supposed to be by end of June at the latest. Like my work is they're so, they're saying right now that we won't be back at an office until maybe fall or winter because they're. It just seems like they're just like, well, let's just work from home, which I mean, I'm fine with. But the closer you well, get, I know towards... some. What's Go up? Ahead. Well, I, I was ahead, just going to say that the closer you get to D.C., the more concerning it is because you're like Rob said, you're just so close to Northern Virginia. Like Stafford right now is considered a hot zone, which is I'm I'm really close to. I'm actually right within that county, but like Rob and Brian are in a more rural part of Central Virginia, but. You guys, you, Rob said, you know, they've seen an uptick. They could actually... We're at 190 end, some cases. Yeah, so you guys could actually see but, opening but stuff up quicker than two us. two deaths, right, Rob? Three. Right, yeah. Three. There's three deaths and 15 hospitalizations as of this morning. Yeah, so, I mean, we have a high rate, but we don't have a high um, mortality or like, right. hospitalization rate. Yeah. I mean, if you look at However, our county, we're, we're over 50,000 people in our county. Yeah. But what yeah. I'm seeing, what's what's worrisome to me is just what I'm seeing is more and more people are taking the social distancing. You know, like, more like I had to go to the store today, and I was in the minority having a face mask and gloves on. You know, like. Yeah. <laughs> but but. I, I think, though, there are a lot of factors, though, that are coming into play with this. Mm-hmm. So they told you from the start a certain temperature it's supposed to not be as effective. I think we're starting to hit that temperature. I mean, it's starting to get hot. You know, the Virginia heat is starting to kick in. Well, I mean, you I'm, know, I'm got, one of the ones that I I want to get back to normal life as soon as we can. But well, but you I know. mean, you you've got the you know they tell you 12 to 14 day shelf life. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, and some of these people are doing the math in their head. Well, I haven't been around anybody in three weeks. That's 21 days. I can go out. I'm not contagious. But then it starts over again as soon as you go somewhere. Yep. You know, like well, like when I went to the store, it starts over. You know, it's just. Unless you're going to sure, but hydrogen peroxide. <laughs> Injecting I, I mean, I get the social distancing. However. I mean, you can't expect people to just stay home. I mean, it's it's hard forever. Yeah, it's it's the longer you do it, the more uh, stir crazy people are getting. I mean, we're seeing evidence in the news right now of just some of the craziest, understandable, but also not quite the way I would prefer to see it handled. Protests where people are armed and going to courthouses, and now granted, I mean, all of this yeah. stuff that's happening is happening in this like microscope where the focal point, depending on which media you're watching, is making it seem like it's racist or making it seem like... I mean, it's just so stupid. But the bottom line but is people know, at, going out of their skin right protests, now because they want to get out. Have you noticed all the protests have had... They've been peaceful for the most part. Yeah. Right. You know? And I'm not condoning this stuff, but like, you know, like we had a protest here in Virginia about Second Amendment rights. Mm-hmm. 90% of the people at the protest had guns. 
zero violence. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let me let me bounce this one at you. Since you want to bring that one up, let's go ahead and do this. In the last two months, I would dare say that in all of the lower 48, coast to coast, north to south, the 48 states that make up the continent itself, every child has been homeschooled from K through 12, correct? Mm-hmm. Notice, well, as far as I know. So, for the most part, every I don't know if I'd call it homeschool or modified. Like this remote school. No, yeah. No. Remote school. And my yeah. kids' teachers are liars because they're not a joy to have in class. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, so, again, me and Rob live I'm in kidding, the same I'm county. kidding, I'm kidding. Me and Rob live in the same county. Yeah. And they come out and said that school was over for the year, right? So if you if you were passing already, you passed, right? Wow. Yeah, so if you were you graduate, failing, you were screwed. You're going to graduate the whole nine yards. And then, like, two weeks later, they came out with schoolwork, and they expect these kids to do it. And it's but to then they say, prepare you for next year. So wait a second. Who's the superintendent on this project? Vince Russo? I, I, I don't know. I mean, my daughter does schoolwork maybe twice a week. I'm, you know, it's not getting graded. Hmm. The way. And that's the thing. They came out and said, we're going to give you this work, but we're not going to grade it. Yeah. yeah. Funny. Uh, um, the payoff on what I was setting up a second ago. Rob was talking about the uh, protest where people showed up uh, to protest the Second Amendment situation. They had their guns, zero shooting, to which I'll sit back and say that, yeah, right now in all 48, all lower 48 states, every kid is doing distance learning at home learning. Notice, no school shootings. It wasn't the guns after all. Oh, jeez. Well, now that you brought that up, they did. There was, what was it, April? This was the first April in 10 or 12 years there were no school shootings or something. So, that you brought that up. That for the, for the record, that was meant to be a bad joke from the get go. It was based on a meme that I saw on Facebook. No, no, it's okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's fine. We all make bad jokes. <laughs> I live off. That. I mean, I, I will always say, like you, you stand up for what you believe in, mm-hmm. and you know, and to contrary my comment about my kids, my kids are amazing. And they're smart as they're smart as hell. Look, you don't have to you don't have to chat their butts because they're in the room. With they're you. Oh no, they're right not here anymore. <laughs> yeah, really. They've the problem, the corner the, staring the, at him. You know who's staring at him? It's it's his wife. That's who's staring at him right now. The problem. Oh, is, I love my kids. My kids are great. They're fantastic. The problem is my daughter's in fifth grade, and she turned to me the other day and said, "Dad, can you help me with my math?" And I'm like, "Go get your brother." I'm like, <laughs> like, like I'm done. I can't do it. Yeah, my uh, my kids are in Orange County. They're a county away from Rob and Brian. They're going to school still. They're all doing it online, and it's all being graded. So, see, I don't see how they can grade it and count it when most a lot of the kids don't have internet access. Um, the ones that don't have internet access, of uh, or parents that give a rat, you know, like there are well, a lot. Yeah. There are parents out there that are working that don't. They don't. They can't. They can't help. They're not there to do it. Right. Yeah. It's it's crappy, but it's it's what's going on around us. Uh, hey, let's let's see if we can circle back. Come Maybe Culpepper just has smarter kids. Shut up. <clears throat> let's circle back to some cool news. They saw them grow kids. They're like, never mind. Give them up here. You know what? <laughs> We're gonna pass you along. 
Tell you we what, saw since, your dad at the last parent-teacher conference. Please don't make him come back in this building. <laughs> I've got I've got a bug in a few minutes because I've got a very early day tomorrow. So let me go lightning round with the three of y'all on a couple of things. Lightning. Number one, Wardlow versus Musa on this past Wednesday's AEW. A, it was a good match. B, it was what it was. C, can I collect 200 since I passed go on this round? Brian. Oh, man. Now you're giving me the ability to collect cash. Uh, how am I going to get this cash? What's more important? <laughs> On a prepaid <laughs> card? What's more important? Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, I'm getting the Amazon card. Uh, I'm getting a Grubhub DoorDash gift card. Yeah. <laughs> $200, yeah, $200 Grubhub. Sweet. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think we'd all jump on that one. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it is. I think it is what it is. So, I mean, you know, it's kind of hard for both of them in this situation because they're they're not really there's no stories or nothing behind them. Rob. So, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Rob. It was what it is. Hey, Stan. Uh, I'll take D. God bless MJF, and may he recover soon. You just took the mark. Next- <laughs> <laughs> He's coming live He's from his rat's nest. <laughs> Ouch. Then he got some other injury this week. <laughs> yes, he cut himself shaving. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. I love it. He nicked himself shaving. I just uh, the guy's a genius. Number so two. Should MJF ever be trusted with a self-imposed sharp object again? Stan. No. He's a national damn treasure. we got to protect this man. Brian. MJF should have car blanche to do whatever he wants. Rob. I, hey, you know what? A man at his stature, it's not his fault. It was somebody who did it for him. He will have them fired, and it will be rectified by next week. Exactly. Cody versus Darby Allen. A, perfect positioning on the show. B, should have been the first match of the second hour. C, should have been a tag team match incorporating the guys who were in the main event. Rob. I think that should have been the main event. Ooh. Okay, D. <laughs> Stan. Um, I thought the placement of the match was perfect. It set a good tempo. I really enjoyed it a lot better than their first go-round. Brian. Mm, so I agree with Stan, and I think the placement was where it needed to be. I think their first match, though, was was uh, probably a little bit better. Lance Archer versus Dustin Rhodes. Towel segment. Went too long, was just right, or huh, Brian? Uh, where's where's my two hundred bucks? <laughs> he wants his he wants his Grubhub gift card. Yeah, I want my Grubhub gift cards. <laughs> I think Brian's saying no comment. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'll no comment that one. Rob? Uh, again, uh, pointless. Good. Pointless because you had him come out to throw their flag tag out, towel in, 
You had Cody say no, 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 just for him to lose two minutes later. That's Same. pointless. Uh, yeah, it should have never taken place. It was a wasted, wasted motion. Um, I will say this is uh, Dustin and Lance Archer's best showing so so far on uh, AEW. Well, Lance Archer's only beating up a bunch of guys in the backyard. Hey, but Marco, I, I, we we're not. We're not. I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. Marco was, into this. What I'm really saying you is that it was the a great, child alone. <laughs> right. He does look like a child. No, what I'm really saying is that it was a great match between the two of them and probably Dustin's best showing like so far in AEW. No, 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 no. Cody was the best showing. Oh, okay. Yeah, Dustin, Dustin Cody was a phenomenal match. Yeah, that was Dustin and Cody, I think, is still in the running for match of the year. That's 19, better, right? on, better on color commentary. CM Punk or Chris Jericho? Stan. Uh, oh, no. I'll go last. Don't do it. Um, CM Punk has been uh, the best since ever. Hold on. Stan, no, like, Punk's I, commentary Stan's was gonna, great. Stan's going to pay you 200 bucks to take that question back. <laughs> Punk's commentary <laughs> when he did it was great, but... Jericho's commentary has been such a perfect mix of comedy and intelligence that you, you got to give it to Jericho. I just think he's more of a well-rounded commentator. Rob? Jericho. Brian? Uh, yeah, Jericho. There's no question. I mean, I didn't even know Punk did color commentary. So uh, Briefly, right before he took over the you something. And when? actually... And actually, you're all three wrong. The correct answer would have been, no, they should not have made Fruit Loop-flavored Pop-Tarts. Are you kidding me? There's Fruit Loop-flavored Pop-Tarts. Yeah, I know. I've got a box here at the house, <laughs> and damn. not that great. But they're passable. It's that's, like, oh, yeah, I can wake up now. That sounded here in the background. strawberry and brown sugar cinnamon. Brian's uh, brain is melting now from Fruit Loop-flavored Pop-Tarts. And I'm just sad that Easter is over because I did not get a chance to have the chocolate caramel peeps. Ew. Well, if the candy companies were smart, they would bring Easter back once we're off this lockdown. I'll drink to that. The Easter after Easter. Final question. Actually, no, I got two more. One, at the current standing, Rey Mysterio, Alistair Black, Daniel Bryan, Corbin, and Otis. One of these things is not like the other. Which one is it and why? Stan. Corbin. Do I really and need why? to ex- do I really need to explain this? And why? Yes. The rest of the group, the rest of the group organizes and gets an organic reaction that actually makes sense. Corbin gets, well, when fans were there, no reaction or Go. Bad reaction. Not even heat. It's not even heat anymore. I, I got to go to that part where kind of Brian calls it more like go away heat. It's not even heat yeah. anymore. It's just more like, all right, I'm going to the bathroom. Let me know when Corbin's done. Rob. Mm, stumped him. Hello? Crickets. Rob? Crickets. Is he still there? Um, Allegedly, I think he might he might be getting eyeballed. Well, he, he was muted. Oh, muted. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> I was in the I, bathroom. I didn't think you wanted to hear it. Thank oh, God. Okay. I work with Mabo. What do you? I'm used to this crap. Literally. Ew. 
It's true. It's gross though. Sorry, give him, give him the question. Went to the bathroom. Did you, okay, do you still know, remember the question, or did that get flushed as well? Flushed. well I didn't have my headset on. I was in the other room. So yeah, Okay. Ray Mysterio, Alistair Black, Daniel Bryan, Corbin, and Otis. One of these things is not like the other. Who and why? Otis. And why? Because they haven't... To me, they haven't pushed his character to enough where he should be in a match like that. But I also feel like Baron Corbin shouldn't be in a match like that when he keeps losing. Um, but, yeah. Alistair Black and Daniel Bryan are about the only ones in there that I'm like, okay, I get it. Bryan. Well, I mean, I just don't know how to answer this because Rob, I mean, he covered all the bases. And now you've just been fined two hundred dollars, so the gift card is off the table. No, oh! you lose, sir. Because Rob it, did, Rob think... did hit on, Rob did hit on the Daniel Bryan and Aleister Black that I was going to take, and he got it pretty good. That they're about the only two in there that are of of certain contention at the moment. And That's like, look at the female Money in the Bank match and look at the contenders and tell me which one you have. Mm-hmm. Is that your next question? What, the women? Yeah. No. Oh. No. To me, uh, to me, Corbin being a part of this match is like trying to build a wall out of Jell-O. Yeah, but they're stuck on Corbin right now. But there's always room Looks for like Jell-O. Looks like if Reigns was here, they'd be stuck on him. The greatest yeah, of all time, always- Roman Reigns. There's always I room. I thought that was like... CM Punk. Best in the I thought world. it was Shawn Michaels. The best in the mm, world. Mr. WrestleMania, gotcha. the best in the world, and the greatest of all time. Gotcha. I thought, I thought it was Barry Horowitz. Mm. Oof. Didn't see that one coming. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> all right, what's your last question? Easy. E. Would you prefer to see the men's and women's money in the bank challenge matches at the same time, or would you rather see NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys in a War Games match? Ryan! Mm, I didn't want to do this. I really didn't. But I'll take the men's and women's at the same time. Rob? NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, and War Games. Dan? I mean, it's not really about who I choose. It's more like, tell me why. Um, yeah, with that note, are we going to go bye, bye, bye? <laughs> bye, bye. Is that, is, that, is that what we're doing? I, or are I, we gonna, huh? Can, can I select a, just a death match between them all? Between we the didn't money. say bank? how it was going to end. Come on, dude. <laughs> My bad. Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, we know that Aaron Carter is going to come in and save Nick Carter. Brian Luttrell is going to get hung out to dry by his own damn team. Kevin Richardson and AJ McClain are actually going to go on to form a good tag team. And who did I miss? Oh, Howie. Um, I'm not the only can, one. Can I, can I ask the last question? Yeah, go ahead. Why do you know that, Eddie? No, Why what? do you know their names? I, their date, names? I date women. But oh, you know their names. Not by that question. It's not evident. <laughs> yeah. 
Do you have the poster on the wall still? No, I don't actually, but I did date a woman who did. She was actually 41 years of age and still had a Backstreet Boys poster on her wall. Because she still lived at home. No, she didn't. <laughs> Crazy. No, she lived at her home. <laughs> the home. Which was a very nice place, too, by the way. Well, all right, man. <laughs> and for the record, I was in radio, top 40 radio, when NSYNC, Backstreet, 98 Degrees, LFO, Spice Girls, all of these mind-numbing wonders were the hottest things going. And every freaking screaming pre- and post-pubescent female would call and say, will you play this? Will you play this? Will you play this? And I feel like, I feel like I'm doing a really bad Dwayne Johnson gimmick right there. Would you play that? No. I just played it. you got to wait four hours. Go away, kid. Then my program director calls and said, did you cuss out a kid? No, I did not. I never said a damn word to the fucking kid. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh wow. Yeah, well, wow! Okay, I, mean, I, I was around. I was around when they were, you know, top of the charts, and I couldn't tell you their names. Um, so whether you played them or you heard them, there's a, there's a reason you liked them, don't you? Actually, You're a fan no. at heart, aren't you? Uh, the one that I'm a fan at art, heart of is Pat Benatar. Mm-mm, stop it! Mm-mm. We're not. You're not backing out of the question. You didn't even answer the question. I'm not you a fan of the Backstreet Boys. I am not a fan of the Backstreet Boys. I am not a fan of NSYNC, but that's actually been a lightning round question that we've had it on Beyond Ringside Live in the uh, in the lightning round for the last few years. Your choice. Backstreet Boys. Okay. Or, what? I'll take the $200 gift card again. Thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> you know this out worse than that stuff. Oh, you I'm have no idea. <laughs> Matter of fact, show guess me the money. Guess where your two hundred just went? Right back to the end. Hey, next next time I use Grubhub, be like, uh, you need to call fast, Eddie Lane. He's a head honcho down there in Tennessee. Grubhub. Uh, on a serious yeah. call. Michael, Michael Cole and Corey Graves this past Friday on SmackDown called Otis defeating Dolph the biggest match of his career. Which is bigger in your opinion? His match Friday night going over Ziggler or his mania moment going over Ziggler and getting the girl? Stan? Mania. Rob? Mania. Brian? Mania. <laughs> God love them two are Them two as commentators are so, like, passe. But at least- they need to get them out of there. Michael Cole and Corey Graves have a little bit of energy. That is something that is sorely lacking on the raw product, dude. They have. Are you kidding me? So you got Corey Graves, right, who is one of the worst they've had in years. Agreed. And you put it with Michael Cole, who is bad in himself, and they have energy. Okay. At least they actually, okay, Cole knows how to be more up-tempo. That is the energy I'm with, with which I'm referring. Tom Byron and Byron Saxton come across, and it's a belly to belly suplex. At least Michael Cole goes belly to belly suplex. He could have the win here. Kick at it too. But it's the other times where he tries to talk and not call a match that the problem lies. 
Oh, I mean, by the same token, when it comes to Michael Cole, it normally comes down to... Same old story again tonight. Pretty much. Yeah. Same thing with Corey Graves. He tries to be, you know, he tries a superstar, to be, and he's not. He tries to be Zen. Look, Tony Schiavone's been kicking ass and taking names, and Chris Jericho has been solid freaking gold. Tony Schiavone um, hasn't missed a damn beat. You can barely tell the guy hadn't been on air for a while. Jericho pops him every damn time, by the way. And, of course, oh, yeah. I think the entire – and before I go, the entire country popped when it came to the Manitoba melee. It was widely talked about on Twitter when it happened and when everything was going on, um, when it was debuting through, through Dynamite, it was definitely a highlight. Oh, and by the way, he had his dad on there. That was awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you want to talk about that, just go to the awkward Seamus segment where Seamus comes out and they both just look at him like, huh? <laughs> huh? And he goes, Stan, what's the game plan? You want me to go ahead, uh, are you going to go ahead and take it home or are you going to go ahead and sign out from the Beyond Ring side and uh, distribution side and y'all go ahead and go uh, corner to corner after dark? Yeah, we're we're about to close up in about 17 minutes here, so if you want to go ahead and wrap up on the BR side, go right ahead, sir. All right, folks, let me go ahead and remind everybody. Um, and matter of fact, before that, Stan, do me a favor, let everybody know where the cast of Corner to Corner can be found. Of course, you can catch up with Brian At on the tw- corner of No, Your Road Boulevard. No. Oh, wow. Rob, Rob, Rob's got jokes, man. He got them. You can catch up with Corner to Corner at c2cradioshow.com at c2cradioshow on Twitter. Brian is found at strcp21 on the Twitter bot. And Rob is over on, uh, where are you, Rob? On my chair right now. <laughs> he bought Dirty Nass, didn't he? <laughs> I, uh, my wife's in here adding to the voodoo collection, sorry. Oh, I'm like, what did he just say? <laughs> me like, me like. Um, <laughs> Rob Hefner on Facebook, uh, RDHUWP on Instagram. There you go. And then, of course, you can catch up with me at Stan Grubb on Twitter, Facebook, and all points in between. But that's where you catch up with the show. Thanks again to all the folks over at BeyondRingside.com for their love and support. We appreciate y'all. Don't forget, you can also find when we are live and or replayed through uh, the Beyond Ringside channel on TuneIn Radio and the TuneIn mobile app. BeyondRingside.com is home as well as ProWrestlingRadio.net. So for the Beyond Ringside side of life, I will say for Brian. Deuces. For Rob. Au revoir. For Stan. Never rub another man's rhubarb. Hey. Stop it, nasty! Really, <laughs> really? What? I for a second, he's about to really? say rub his asparagus. It's a Batman. I don't know what quote. he's about to rub, but he <laughs> should not rub another man. Period. <laughs> it's a Batman quote. Guys but Stan's going. Well, how much is it? How much does it pay? <laughs> is there any? On that note, this, this is show producer <laughs> Fast Eddie Lane saying good night, everybody. We'll see you Tuesday night for Beyond Ringside Back to Basics, 9.30 Eastern, 8.30 Central. Aloha. Stan's girl's looking at the balcony going, how high is the jump? <laughs> yeah. More like, can I get him over the top? <laughs> All right, so we're still on, right? Yeah, we are, of course, still live here uh, on the c2cradioshow.com. So did y'all watch the latest Beyond 
the ring or whatever. Dark called? side of the ring. Yes. Dark Dr. side of the ring. Yeah. Doctor D slaps the piss out of John Stossel. Can I just say that John Stossel comes off as a real jerk the whole time that he's doing his interview? Like, what a dick. Uh, so I, I guess he holds a lot of anger. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it was like truly legit on both sides. So. <laughs> that's the problem with wrestling though you just never know what's working what ain't right right we'll find out in about 15 years oh yeah i told him to slap the shit out of me it's cool <laughs> yeah. yeah this whole we were supposed to be the next kaufman and, and, <laughs> and lawler oh god i i love how vince tries to like uh screw off and be like hey what are you doing asshole like he's gonna stop it you know from dr d slapping the crap out of him what's up with that <laughs> You talk about a guy that got railroaded, though. Hogan brings him in. They're friends all throughout Hogan's basic journey to the top. And then all of a sudden, Hogan's like, ah, you know, uh, that's just not working out, buddy. (laughs) Jeez. Well, and then Hogan turns around and chokes out uh, Belzer and nothing (laughs) happens. Drops him on the back of his head, cracks his skull open. And Hogan's like, oh, it's all right. I'm sorry. It's cool. Yeah. And then, then during the interview, what what Hogan say about choking him out? Oh, yeah. He's like, you know, I'm really sorry that that happened. But you know what? He asked me a question and uh, kind of made me mad. <laughs> I mean, he's so matter of fact. Like where Dr. Death is – or Dr. D is like, you know, did that feel fake to you? Like it's the whole time he's doing everything he can to protect the business. And let's be real, it's a slap. I mean, I don't care how big or small you are. It's a damn slap. He didn't get choked out. He got slapped in the side of the head one time. That's an open no, hand twice. slap. He, Boosh. Yeah, twice. He got it both sides. But, I mean, and if you'll notice, By the way, my parting shot, if you'll notice, I can't say anything about the right side of his head, but, we, um, Bill, uh, but Stossel was talking about he hit me in my ear or something like that. If you look at the side, his left no, that was cheek. He never got as high as the ear. Yeah. Gentlemen, I appreciate y'all. I hope y'all have a great week. And let me know what's going on about next Sunday night. If y'all go live during the pay-per-view, if y'all want to join me during the pre-show at um, 6 o'clock Eastern. Up, up All righty. Up until about Short 5 back. o'clock today, I thought we had money in the bank today. <laughs> uh, don't worry, so did I. I thought we had it till about 8 o'clock. Yeah, really. Until next time, be safe, stay healthy, stay well. Batman, out. <laughs> See ya, Eddie. Thanks again. Fast Eddie Lane is just a, a useful, huge, energetic ball of just cool uh, charisma that he brings to our show. I definitely appreciate all he does. Um, and beyond ringside, it's just yeah, it's a great place to find some good programming. Especially if you get a chance to hear uh, Wicked Nemesis or Mabo talk about just literally just about anything. <laughs> They're just crazy. Um, so let's see here, guys, I don't know if you've seen the news, but Oliver Kopp has, uh, announced that TNM seven tournament edition is going to be released July 1st, 2020. Our favorite wrestling simulator is coming into windows in a big, big way with a new tournament. Edition I don't have coming windows. Well, that's cause you're a crack. I mean, a Mac. User. Shut your pie hole. I will say that I, I do like my Mac. The best. How many viruses did you get today on your Windows program? 100? None. Zero. 
guess how many I got on my Mac? Five. Zero. Did you have a problem with the latest update to Catalina where it started giving you errors with certain programs? Again, I don't I don't have nothing to run it on. I'm 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 talking about the Mac, buddy. Oh, it's on the Mac? No, I mean, it will be. Apparently, there's going to be a release that makes it a, a, available for us. What I was talking about was the yes. most recent update for the Mac that uh, gave errors with certain programs like Adobe products. I'll have to. I don't, uh, I don't know if I've updated to the Catalina. I'll have to check. My daughter's been using it lately, so ah, okay. I have not seen an update. But I will have to look into that. But I mean, what do you, I mean? What this is their first time they've had problems in the history of Apple. Catalina really? has been a damn. And nightmare you're going to jump them. on it? No, no, no. But Catalina has definitely been a nightmare for them. The previous updates before uh, had no problems, just like you mentioned that that I'm aware of. A few make small bugs and stuff that had to be patched. Nothing, nothing close to what Windows runs into almost on a daily basis. I'll give you that on a daily basis. That's right. And need we forget the debacle of uh, 1999 into 2000? Huh? Did you have a Mac back they then? They thought Windows was just going to completely blow up. <laughs> Everybody thought the world was going to end. It's the year 2000. We're going to die. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. Let's close out with Dark Side of the Ring here. Um... Rob, what did you think of Dark Side of the Ring? Did you get a chance to catch to catch the Doctor D episode? No. Oh, all right. So Rob has some time to catch up. Uh, Brian, did you? Feel oh yeah, like... I've only seen the I've only seen the Benoit one. I'm really looking forward to the Road Warriors one. That's this week, I believe. No, this week is Herb Abrams. No, no, no. UWF. Yeah. Next week, I think, is uh, Road Warriors. Um, but UWF, I, yeah, Universal Wrestling Federation, and Herb Abrams is the special this week. Yeah, to watch it. Oh, uh, this is supposed to. This is supposed to be really interesting. Well, in the promo, it's like uh, he was covered in cocaine and girls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Okay, I'm in. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, this. This is supposed to be, like, really behind the scenes. (laughs) Now, I did actually go back this week and watch uh, the mysterious case of Gino Hernandez. That one really threw me for a loop, and it made me wonder if maybe Bruce Pritchard had something to do with it. Mm, I haven't watched that one yet, uh, so I'll have to go back and watch it. That one is just like, you know, of course, Gino Hernandez had... A tremendous run with Chris Adams. They had a feud going on. Jeannie Adams, also ex-wife of Stone Cold Steve Austin, was living next door to Gino at the time. And there was rumors to be some kind of a thing between the two of them. But ultimately, what it really turns out to be is Gino was very much like Dino Bravo, tied up with the wrong guys, getting tied up with a lot of uh, drugs and stuff that he couldn't afford. And the, the going theory was that Gino you know, got caught up with a drug dealer, but the way it all plays out and the way Bruce Pritchard is, is positioned, it almost makes you wonder if he had something to do with it. So it's kind of crazy. Hmm. I see. I'll have to put that in my, 
a watch list. I didn't expect it to be as as intriguing as it was, and it definitely was was a worthwhile watch. Um, I know season three has already been greenlit, and have you heard about some of the possible stories we might get? No. Hulk Hogan going to WCW is one of them. And his heel turn. Apparently, there's a story there that they're trying to tell. But apparently, Hogan is is going to be playing a major role in season three. They're trying to they're trying to lock in more of um, what did the the producer describes it as not necessarily expose style shows, but more of the exploring theories behind certain things, kind of like they did with Montreal. So it could be any number of things. I guess I'm okay with it, but I mean, the only thing about Hogan going bad was is they didn't know if he was going to do it, and they kind of had sting in the wings. Yeah. I mean, what, what more are you going to tell? I mean, he that story's been told so many damn times. Jericho has been the narrator for this entire season so far. And according to all of the different uh, descriptions here, he's going to be the narrator for the remainder of this season. If if you're behind the helm for this show, would you have Chris Jericho come back and be narrator for season three, or would you go for someone else? Depends on the stories you're telling. Yeah. I mean, I think I, he's de- the, what I saw was good, but, you know. I think I keep him. If it's me, although I guess if it's the right, Rob might be right. If it's the right story, you maybe get, you know, somebody like Austin or Hogan, Flair, Undertaker, The Rock. You know, if you could score one of those to narrate, like a really big one. But the the little ones, I'm okay with Jericho. Well, I know listening to Eric Bischoff's podcast a while, about a couple years ago, like when we were starting out, they were talking about how, like, Bash to the Beach, and they were talking about, you know, Hogan and Hogan, and then uh, Conrad Thompson's like, let's talk about Hogan's contract, and, and Eric goes, that's a whole nother show. <laughs> He's like, his What's contract it? alone is a whole nother podcast. <laughs> I wonder if they got plans for the uh, uh, what pay per view was it? Where Hogan, uh, Jarrett laid down for Hogan. That one would be worthwhile. That was a bash at the beach, uh, two thousand. And I, I like that would be a good one. Yeah. What I like about it is like Eric Bischoff is at that area where he just doesn't care. You know, like, like he'll say like, "All right, here we're pain in the ass." <laughs> yeah. Well, he's he's gotten to that point now where nothing he says anymore is going to be taken as anything more than just recollection from a wrestling legend. It's not it's not as focused on like people aren't going, you know, they're not going back at Chris or at uh, Eric Bischoff like they did during the fall of WCW. Like now, when he says something, they're all like, "Oh wow, that's a cool story." They're not like, "Oh, he's full of crap," because he he comes off as 
you know, genuine when he's describing different incidents and stories, but at the same time, he's also very protective now of his reputation, whereas before, he used to kind of take it, take it in, and to roll with the punches. All right, so here's one for you. All right. The fall of WCW, narrated by Jim Cornette. Ooh. Like, like unscripted, unfiltered Jim Cornette. Vice could do it, and they could make it work really, really well. I would love that. Yeah. I mean, Cornette already in these, uh, I don't want to say, re- you know, reenactments, but these descriptions where he's doing interviews about different situations, you can tell that this guy has forgotten more about wrestling than the guys that are interviewing him could ever have learned about. I mean, the, the, the notes he's taken. Yeah. You know, like, listen to his, he did a whole show on him and the Midnight Express's tour schedule and their take. For their NWA run, like back, I guess in the eighties, mm-hmm. he was like, "Oh yeah, we went to Charlotte and we made two hundred bucks, and you know, oh, we then we had to get here, be up here for TV, and we made five hundred, or you know, that's how many, that's how much records that man has. I mean, he went on record saying that I guess when the Turner bought out Crockett, that the janitor at the building called him and said, Hey, we're putting everything by the street at three o'clock. And he was out there at three o'clock to take it all off the street. Like the booking, the bookers notebooks and the, the check stubs and film, all that. Didn't they do uh Russo and Cornette episode? Well, you had uh brawl for all had them on there. Right, but I thought they did a, a, a was maybe it wasn't, but season I mean, one I table for three with Eric Bischoff. Ah, that's what it was. Table that's for three with Eric Bischoff because they they asked him what would you have done if you'd have walked in the room and it had been Eric Bischoff and Vince Russo, and he said I don't know who would have punched him first, me or Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I would have paid paid to see. Yeah, I would like to see that. Uh, all right, so we're definitely up against it here, so let's go ahead and close it out. Um, we know we've got Money in the Bank coming up this week. Um, as far as I know, guys, we're still expecting to air and, and just to do our normal thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, I'm sure... Let's do it. I'm sure Dynamite is going to be great. I think they've probably, as we talked about, they've done a great job in this COVID-19 era. I think WWE is taking a lot of cues from them. But hopefully Dynamite will be continuously good this week. Um, you know the show I haven't seen well, all week has been in it, or all month is NXT. Yeah, I haven't watched it in a while either. But we should note though that there is a companion show to AEW that looks like it may have come to an end at the time in being the elite. Yeah, so. they aired a, a two hundred one episode two hundred one, but it really just didn't feel like being the elite it almost felt like they were just closing the book on it yeah well the whole point of 201 was to hey what's that up there yeah what's in the sky ftr (laughs) ftr Hmm. 
So it looks like we're going to be getting a new tag team soon. I'm cool. So, I'm down with that. Because to me, the revival gives that tag division a very cool and interesting addition, especially with Scorpio Sky. Yeah, probably going singles. Well, plus it gives them a needed so. boost in the arm. I mean, they definitely could could stand to benefit by having them. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, even the blind guy down the street's going, oh, yeah, they're coming. Right. Well, I mean, you, you had to figure that while NWA could be attractive for them, AEW is where the money's at for them. That's the smart play. Well, something tells me this has been in the works. Oh, going sure. back yeah. to prior to the cease and desist letter. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've been building. This is the biggest build in wrestling history yeah. in years. Yeah. So I, I think the revival knew they were going to get out, and they just happened to hitch their wagons to the young bucks. And whether it was Japan or AEW, they wanted you know quite possibly the biggest tag team match in tag team matches in years. Mm-hmm. So I mean, think about it. Has there been a bigger tag team match? Uh, you mean one that's been built up that hasn't happened yet? Well, no, just just for the talent alone. Oof. You have perhaps the greatest in the world, in the Young Bucks, against probably the most underrated, underutilized, and possibly the greatest tag team in the world. In the in the, I don't even know what we can call. Them. Crash and Wilder, whatever, whatever. Da- uh, Dax it, Harwood and, and and I don't remember the other one. I, I got to look yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I mean, I I think they could have been the greatest in the world, and the WWE pissed them away. <laughs> I guess we will see. Um, Raw, of course, has the uh, gauntlet match for the next qualifier. Again, I I think I still think it's going to be MVP. Be what? It's going to be MVP that takes the last spot. <laughs> I just, I mean, I it's too predictable, I know, but unless it's like something like Edge or AJ, I'm figuring it will be, it'll be the MVP. And I haven't, honestly, I haven't watched a full episode of SmackDown since COVID-19. I haven't really been able to, I just, I'm one of those fans that just has struggled with the no crowd and AEW has kept my attention because of what they've done with their boys and putting them outside and having the noise. And it's just like, this is much more tolerable and then thus makes the show even more enjoyable. So plus Jericho. You got to have Pineapple Pete, but you got Jericho. But that's going to do it here for us. Uh, final thoughts for the week, Brian? Okay. That many final thoughts, huh? <laughs> All right. Rob, final thoughts for the week? Hey, let's just keep doing what we're doing and hopefully we'll get through this and let's see what money in the bank is all about. (laughs) 
That's the truth right there. And uh, I guess, I mean, it shows Brian's still here. Brian, you still with us, sir? Yeah, maybe he put his head. Oh, I had the mute button on. There he is. Okay, okay. Sorry, man. Yeah, I don't. I don't have much for what I'm looking forward to this week. All right. Well, that being the case, he, he will th- get to see me at some point. He will. It'll be a nice smiling face on Rob, and Brian will probably just sneer at you. Hello, Rob. <laughs> be like, uh, be, be like, hello, Newman. Hello, Rob. What's <laughs> a limited engagement? This Rob. So. <laughs> Well, folks, thanks again for listening. Again, seriously, thank you very much for the uh, support on the website. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, Brian has gotten the most recent edition of a crate. I'm going to be uploading photos this week and making sure we have that. And we will actually be looking at potentially uh, starting a side page for Champions of the Galaxy. I'm trying to get a agreement worked out where we can start profiling some people's favorite matches. That's what we got. We'll catch up with you next time. Thanks again for listening, and enjoy Money in the Bank. We'll talk to you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.